0: In today's episode of Doula to Doula, we're talking about one of my favorite things. Welcome, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Doula to Doula, where we talk about pregnancy, birth, motherhood, and the doula life. I'm Exie Bueller, a certified labor and birth doula and childbirth educator. I'm also a licensed and board-certified massage therapist and owner of Tringle Touch Birth and Women's Wellness. My co-host is Chana Vaughn. Together, we're going to help each other grow, give each other support, and see how we apply our doula skills to everyday life. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to the final episode of Doula to Doula for the year 2021. What a year it's been. If you can't tell already, I am recording this final episode alone Poor Chana. The last half of this year has just been a whirlwind for her. I've alluded to it in previous episodes. She is handling a lot on her plate right now. So my thoughts are with her, and I hope that your thoughts are too. My prayer is that she can successfully end 2021 tying up all of the ends that she has been balancing and move on to 2022 with a nice new fresh start. For myself, 2021 was an interesting year. We had some lows. We had some, I won't call them highs, but we definitely had some mediums that were nice. And reflecting back on the year and trying to figure out how I was going to tie up this final episode, A lot of different ideas came around in my mind, but I decided that I was going to talk today about some of the amazing resources that I have taken advantage of in the last year in the form of books, and reading is one of my favorite things to do, so I hope that you will hang on in there. I know reading is not for everybody, but if you do like to read, if you do find that you uh, lean towards books that are meaningful, that instill hope, that help you make sense of the world around you, as do I, then you might just enjoy this episode and walk away with a couple of new books that uh, you can look forward to reading in 2022. So let's begin. The first book that I want to list in this episode is called It's Okay That You're Not Okay, Meeting Grief and Loss in a Culture That Doesn't Understand by Megan Devine. So Megan has a master's degree in counseling psychology. She tragically lost her partner in 2009. I first learned about Megan after my own tragic loss in and traumatic loss in 2018 and I came upon her Facebook page, and her website is Refuge in Grief. And she recently started a podcast called Hereafter. So, as a huge podcast consumer, I immediately subscribed to it and have listened to the first couple of episodes. And I encourage you to check it out because it's really good. So, one of the this, this book is amazing because most of us have experienced grief on some level of some type and know others who also have. It can be grief over anything or anybody that has left a void in our lives. In the world that we live in, and and from my own experience, people try so hard, they really do. And I I have also, when I have tried supporting somebody who has experienced um, grief, you try hard to make things better. You wanna fix it, you wanna take their pain away you want to comfort them. But Megan's Megan's message is that grief is not the problem. That grief does not need solutions. What it needs is support. And that is something that I can I can say without a doubt. I now understand on a much deeper level than I had in the past. And and I've lost loved ones in the past. But the the loss of my sister in 2018 was the most painful and shattering experience that I've ever had. I really got to understand that grief is a visceral physical feeling. Um, it comes from the center of your being and it changes everything how you see the world, how you see yourself. And not all losses cause that kind of a deep, deep, deep sense, but, but when it does happen, it is the most difficult to watch somebody experience. And so this book was really helpful for myself as a griever, but it's also incredibly helpful for me as someone who wants to support others. So in this last year, you know, I've had clients who have experienced loss on various levels, and even pregnancy loss, perinatal loss, that can cause this type of grief. And so as a birth professional, being able to take what Megan has put down in writing in this book and remind myself of it, when I see my clients who I know are going through their journey of grief has been really helpful for me as a birth professional and as a massage therapist because some of these clients, I am not their birth professional. I am seeing them for massage and knowing what they are experiencing helps me approach them before their session in a way that allows me to extend compassion and empathy to them and support them in their suffering, acknowledging what they're going through and how it is affecting them on a physical level. As a birth professional, we talk a lot about the effects of labor pain and how pain is temporary. It's a healthy and normal response, but when a birthing person is experiencing labor pain to the point of suffering, when they are in such fear or such anxiety or feeling so not well supported, that is when we need to do something. So that is when pain medicine might be appropriate or even desirable for that person. And so really understanding the difference between pain and suffering is an important facet of providing good quality birth support. But it's also an important facet of being a good quality human being and friend to a loved one who is suffering from this kind of grief. One of the things that was so profound that Megan said in her book that I remember is that when, as a griever, we need to get to the point where we trust ourselves not to abandon ourselves in the pain that we're feeling and that was that's that's an incredibly profound reminder because when your grief is so overwhelming it can be very easy to feel lost and it can be difficult to find remnants of yourself that you recognize And so I really appreciated the thought that she shared there in the book. Another thing that she brought out that I could relate as a birth professional is the physical benefits of mitigating the fight or flight response. So when we are overwhelmed by fear or anxiety, our fight or flight response kicks in Our respiration increases, our heart rate increases, all of these crazy things start happening in our bodies in a matter of milliseconds that we're not even thinking about them. It's just a physiological response. And so one of the things that we talk about in labor and birth preparation, of course we don't sit there and tell people anymore, uh, breathe this way at this point in labor, breathe that way at that point in labor. But one of the things that we do teach is that the exhalation should be longer than the inhalation. So if you inhale for three, and then exhale for five, it actually allows the physiological changes in your body to reduce or mitigate that fight or flight response. And actually it can bring you back to center. When I was in the acute stages of my deep and incredible grief response to uh, my sister being a victim of domestic violence homicide in 2018, I found that I would stop breathing. There were points when I would just realize that I hadn't I hadn't been breathing. Or there were points where, and occasionally this still happens, to me where I'll be doing whatever just normal daily things and all of a sudden now I'll just take a breath just a quick like a startling and I, I haven't quite pinpointed what is happening in my subconscious that causes that but I have learned that if I do that shorter inhalation with a longer exhalation it does help me feel more regulated again. So I really appreciated that from Megan's book. So if you have experienced grief of any kind, if you are in the midst of grief of any kind, if you know somebody who has experienced grief of any kind and you want to be able to support them the best way possible, that is an incredible book to read. The next book that I would like to share, I actually did not read in 2021. I read it many years ago, but it's, in my bookshelf and my eyes have gravitated towards it several different times over the course of 2021 and I think that I'm going to pull it out again and read it again because it was so good. I remember recommending it to a friend who had a family member who experienced a pregnancy loss years ago and it, it was just incredible. So the book is called Three Minus One and it is written by Sean Hanish and Brooke Warner. I actually bought the book after I saw the movie that it inspired the book. The movie was called Return to Zero. And it stars uh, Minnie Driver and Paul Edelstein. It's an incredible movie. It is a powerful movie. It is something that I think all birth workers should watch. Because it is just raw, and powerful, and it follows the story of a couple who lose their baby late in pregnancy. The emotional toll that it takes on them as individuals and then on them as a couple was just very, very powerful. The book itself is a compilation of stories, poems, and artwork created by parents who have experienced either perinatal or neonatal loss. And with one in four people experiencing pregnancy or infant loss, the chances are that somebody you know, or even you yourself, have endured this type of excruciating grief. And ultimately, this book offers hope and community to those who are living with this type of loss and a better understanding for those of us who support and love parents who have experienced this type of loss. So that is the second book that I wanted to um, have on this list. Even though I didn't read it in 2021, I will most likely read it again in 2022 because it's, for some reason, my eyes keep drifting to that book. And I know part of it is because I've had some clients who have experienced this type of loss and I just... I want a reminder of first-hand accounts so that I can be more compassionate and empathetic to them. Two books that I read that really helped me um, and impact my approach to birth, especially since becoming certified in the prevention of birth trauma, is When Survivors Give Birth by Penny Simkin and Phyllis Klaus, that's the first book I'm going to talk about. So this is a well-known and highly recommended book for anyone who provides care and support to pregnant people with a history of childhood sexual abuse, but I found that it's also really useful when working with anyone who has experienced these types of violations, even as teenagers or adults. Of course, the impact on um, the inexperienced mind of a child is different, so then the the effects end up being a, a different level of being profound when they are approaching childbearing years, but I found that even as teenagers or adults, the the principles that are brought out in this book can be very helpful. So the book is broken down into sections that address all stages of childbearing. It includes recommendations on how to communicate empathetically and compassionately with a survivor. It also includes recommendations for those of us who support pregnant people as childbirth educators, doulas, massage therapists, and lactation professionals. So again, the chances of us coming across a client who has a history of childhood sexual abuse or violation in that form as a teenager or as an adult, it's really quite high, it's shockingly high. Um, So, this is just a good all-around book to teach principles on how to approach somebody who has this type of history. Even if they don't disclose this type of history, there are certain cues that we can be aware of which will affect or should affect how we approach um, them with communication and things like that. There's also an in-depth discussion in this book about how clinicians can approach tasks for their patients that demonstrate respect for the experience that they've had and meets their needs with an emphasis on tailoring that care to improve their psychosocial outcomes. So again, the understanding is that what happens to us early in life affects us later in life, and we may not be aware of it until certain things happen, and pregnancy is one of them that can kind of trigger Um, a certain response. So it's important for anyone who works with birthing people to be aware of those things. Survivors, you can learn much by reading portions of this book, especially the chapters on self-help methods, birth counseling, and how psychotherapy might help. But it's probably wise to have a professional working with you as you're Um, examining or trying to um, apply some of those self-help methods, especially if you have a history um, of this type of abuse in your background. The next book that I read that I highly recommend for birth professionals or any professional really working with pregnant and new parents is called Traumatic Childbirth. By Beck, Driscoll, and Watson. So, this is kind of a clinical read. It might not be as appropriate for a layperson to read. It discusses current research in depth. It incorporates real life experiences and case studies, and each of those has insights from a clinician as well as the reactions from a mother's perspective. So, in that aspect, I found this book to be really, really interesting because you got not just a narration, but you, you and you didn't get just get one perspective or the other perspective, but you got both. So that's a really helpful resource, I think, for any person who works professionally with pregnant or birthing people to have um, as a resource. The next book that I'm going to talk about this is a really fascinating book, and it's a fascinating topic that is more in the minds of people right now, I think than it has been, generally speaking, for the general population. This book is called Policing the Womb, Invisible Women and the Criminalization of Motherhood by Michelle Goodwin. So I read this book early on and I, I debated about bringing this up because if you've listened to our podcast for a long time, you you see that Chana and I try to take a very balanced approach on things. We don't discuss things that are incendiary or incredibly controversial because that's, that's not our goal. But this book is really interesting because it gives a really thorough examination of the impact that changing laws and public sentiment have had on pregnant people, especially those who are living with poverty or those who identify as people of color. So Michelle Goodwin, she's a Chancellor's Professor at the University of California, Irvine. She has many other esteemed positions and she's a prolific author and legal scholar. And this book was so impactful to me to see how different demographics of people in this country, in particular the United States, have had their care during pregnancy, labor, or birth affected based on the laws of the land. So some of the legal language in this book can be difficult for a non-legal mind to digest. I even had trouble in some parts, I had to read and reread it and kind of break it down into small bits, but it is definitely worth the read. It goes into include how pregnancy, labor, and birth are cared for by healthcare providers who are sometimes put in the middle forced to interpret laws that place their patients lower on their list of priorities. And that is something that really, I think as birth professionals, we, we need to be aware of. This goes back to the whole idea of advocating for our clients. If somebody is living with poverty, if somebody is a person of color, their access to healthcare is diminished tremendously in many cases. And the way that they are treated by their healthcare providers also can really be impeded or affected by the way their healthcare provider perceives them, by their implicit biases, by the biases that exist within the system itself. And so from that aspect of things, I think it's really important for birth professionals to be familiar with this work, with this book, because we will be better able to support our clients who are more at risk of having their rights violated if we are aware of what they might be coming up against. And so this book really gives a tremendously well-written breakdown of all of that. That book, I highly recommend. The last two books that I'm going to talk about today, um, the first one kind of surprised me. In addition to listening to podcasts, I like to listen to audiobooks, but I only listen to nonfiction audiobooks, so that really narrows down my selection. I came across this nonfiction book called What Happened to You? Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing, by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. And I downloaded it, um, I borrowed it from the library in audio form, kind of just as something to pass the time when I'm driving and cleaning the house and whatnot. And I actually was so taken and impressed by this book that I turned right around after I finished the audiobook and ordered the hardcover book so that I could have it myself. So this book explains and helps us to understand the connection between how stress or trauma in childhood impacts and changes the way our brains develop, and then as adults affects our physical responses, how we behave, and how it influences our present reactions. So it's really fascinating overview that kind of touches on The teachings of Besser van der Kolk in his book, Um, The Body Keeps the Score. So, you know, kind of that combination of the biological um, and and the emotional and the mental, all kind of how everything intertwines together. What I love about the audiobook is it's actually read by Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey. So it really does sound like a conversation. And that is a really nice and entertaining way really to listen to an audiobook that's that's very different than just somebody reading in one tone basically through a book so so if you ha- if you can get the audiobook i highly encourage you to do so because it's great to actually just kind of sit and listen to this conversation but if you get the physical book It is also very visually satisfying because the conversation is printed and divided into sections where Dr. Perry's comments are in black and Oprah Winfrey's comments are in blue. And so it makes kind of the internal dialogue that the reader has in their mind also somewhat conversational because there's this visual demarcation between the two speakers which I found to be really, really a lovely way to have a book like this written. Ultimately, this book provides hope for anyone who is living with the results of childhood trauma. So I I really recommend it. One of the things I've talked about over the past year, year and a half through this podcast, I've mentioned it a couple of times, is post-traumatic growth. That is something that I am striving for. That is something that I feel like I am in the process of developing and I found that this book was really helpful in adding to my arsenal of <laughs> fighting the trauma and being able to grow from it. So that, this is a book that I, I think most of you would enjoy if you, if you like things like that. The last book that I'm going to recommend is actually a book that I'm currently reading. So this book is called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts, Close Encounters with Addiction, and it's written by Dr. Gabor Mate. He's a retired physician who worked in family and palliative care for over 20 years. He's a best-selling author and a world-renowned speaker and is recognized as an expert in addiction, trauma, childhood development, and the relationship between stress and illness. So I started exploring the works of Gabor Mate as I worked to understand how the severe traumas that I experienced throughout childhood and most recently, being a survivor of a loved one taken by domestic violence homicide, it resonated with me. A lot of what Dr. Gabor Mate talks about resonates with me. If you follow me on social media, you might have seen the picture of my huge book order back in August that included four of Dr. Mate's books. They were In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts, um, Scattered Minds, When the Body Says No, and Hold On to Your Kids. So of those four books in that collection, I chose Hungry Ghosts to start with partially because my family has a history of addiction and substance abuse disorder that I believe has propelled and exacerbated much of the trauma that I experienced as a child in which I also believe continues to have effects on how I am working towards post-traumatic growth. So I started this book a couple weeks ago, I think, and I'm just under halfway through. But how this relates to my work as a birth professional is in chapter 14, When discussing the roles of the naturally occurring hormones involved in the building and reinforcing of attachment and love, Gabor Mate explains that opioids are necessary for parental love and that oxytocin increases the sensitivity of the brain's opioid systems to endorphins, which surge during loving interactions between parents and their babies. So, When we're talking about what happens during the labor process, we talk about this hormonal balance. Your body is releasing more oxytocin. The oxytocin is the love hormone, the bonding hormone. It's also the hormone that stimulates uterine contractions. That combination of the naturally occurring oxytocin in your system and the resulting endorphin release in your brain all help to prepare you for bonding with your baby. Now the synthetic versions of oxytocin don't do a great job in that, but the naturally occurring ones do, and that's what Dr. Mate is talking about here, is this combination of systems that surge during these interactions between parents and their baby. So even after your baby is born, you continue to produce Waves of large amounts of oxytocin and endorphins that combine to improve the love bond between you and your baby. So, in this book, he describes opiates as the linchpins of the emotional part of our brains that is responsible for protecting and nurturing newborns and infants. And this is such a beautiful thought because. It reminds me of a quote from the amazing French obstetrician, Michel Audant, seen in the movie, The Business of Being Born. But that was by Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein, I think. And it was many years old, but you can go back and watch it still. In that movie, he's quoted as saying about the benefits of labor contractions on both baby and birthing person. As soon as the baby is born, when mother and baby are together, both of them are under the effect of a sort of morphine and opiate, natural morphine endorphins. We know the properties. They create states of dependency, addiction. When mother and baby are close to each other, it is the beginning of an attachment. And that is just one of the most beautiful thoughts. And to see another perspective of that hormonal balance being repeated in this book by Dr. Gabor Mate, it just reinforces the value of letting these hormones that naturally occur during labor and birth reach their full potential. And how this lays the groundwork for establishing a strong, loving bond connection between new parents and their babies. So those are the books that I thought I would talk about and mention today. I read more books in 2021. Because I'm a prolific reader, but honestly, I would keep you guys here for hours if I were to really delve into every single book and what I loved about it. These are just a few of the books that I read, a few of the highlights that I pulled out from each book. There's one more quote that I want to share. It's from an author named Sharon Salzberg, and she says, You yourself, as much as anybody in the entire universe, deserve love and affection. So listeners, as we end this year, 2021, however that looked for you, and as we approach 2022, let's approach it that way. Let's look at ourselves as being the most deserving of love and affection and give that to ourselves to show ourselves how much we're valued and let's go into 2022 then having our cups full and being able to share that love and affection with others. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for putting up with these episodes where it was just me. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope some of these books interest you. And if you have a chance to read them and you want to let me know what you think, you can email me at doula to doula at com. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful and peaceful rest of the year. Wait, don't go yet. I remembered one more book. It's called Inferno, a memoir of motherhood and madness by Katherine Cho. If you get the audio version, like I did, it is read by the author and it really makes you feel like you're sitting there next to her as she shares her first-hand experience as a new mother suffering from postpartum psychosis. This book is incredible and honest and moving and hopeful and she shares the added cultural context as the daughter of Korean immigrants raised in a western society and the emotional dichotomy that she faced between cultural traditions and her modern day needs. If you don't listen to any other book or pick up any other book in this list, this is the one to do. It will move you I promise so thank you so much we'll see you in 2022 thanks for joining us again on another episode of doula to doula don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app